Hey guys, this podcast is brought to you by TCG Player. TCG Player, your one-stop shop to grab anything TCG-wise when it comes to Pokemon, Digimon, Dragon Ball Super, and of course, Magic the Gathering. They are the place to go to whenever you need anything TCG-related. They always grab from different LGSs, so you are helping this different LGSs all across the United States. Definitely TCG Player and any of our affiliate links on our YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, and if you're in Las Vegas and you're looking for a place to play Magic, Digimon, Warhammer, all that kind of jazz, check out Power 9 Games. They're located on Craig and Losey in North Las Vegas. Hit them up. Uh, that's our favorite place to go play. Buy dice, buy packs, and uh, everything Magic-related and everything TCG-related. So check them out. Absolutely. And another sponsorship goes to Alter Sleeves. Alter Sleeves is the one-stop shop place to go to whenever you want to go ahead and, you know, dazzle up your favorite cards in MTG. They're, they go from all around the world, different artists that make beautiful, beautiful altar art for whatever card uh, kind of tickles your fancy a little bit. Um, and if you use the affiliate link, pay the one MTG at checkout, you get an additional 10% off. Yeah. And if you're in the market for a new deck box, or some uh, alternate tokens check out cabal coffees on instagram really cool guy based out of california he's a digital creator who makes custom deck boxes and if you shout our name at checkout uh he'll throw in some extra goodies that's right and the very last one has to go to our girl chloe at ltp alters uh she does some amazing handcrafted um artwork different alternate tokens from humans elves she recently put up dragon spirits um ltb alters on etsy and on instagram and again if you use the affiliate code pay the one mtg at checkout you get an additional 10 percent off and now with that being said let's head to the show yay What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to another fabulous Friday to the Pay the One podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sonny. Hi, everybody. Scotty's back. <laughs> We've got Scotty in the house today. Uh, we Lance is taking care of some stuff, but not to worry. We've got another one of our um, awesome Pay the One personnel here of course and we're going to be talking about a little topic that is getting a little bit out of hand in my personal opinion we are going to be talking about uh the new Baldur's gates uh commander Legends stuff coming out as far as like pricing goes and all of that other good jazz how's it affecting the game how we feel it's going to affect us as players um and if we think it's a good idea so Obviously, I'm gonna let Scott take the first reins on this because, uh, because yeah, I feel like he's, I feel like you're a valid collector, right, Scott? You like to, to get things like, um, like you know, the commander decks and all that other good stuff, um, like as soon as you're able to, correct? Uh, yeah. I mean, if 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 I'm able to, sometimes like uh, the previous set that just came out, what was it? Uh, Streets of New Capenna, like our mm-hmm. LGS had a little bit of a trouble, like getting merchandise and i've spoken to other lgs's they had the same issue where you know the the um supplies were very limited so it wasn't like you could just order a ton of everything yeah um when i ordered my uh my maestro's pre-con with uh on Hilo, it ended up being like the second to last one that they had in shop and i ordered like weeks in advance so yeah that, that's a little terrifying <laughs> yeah no definitely i feel it um and honestly like at this point like how much, if I may ask, how much was your precon for the, uh, for the, um, the streets, for streets? Yeah, uh, I think it was fifty. Fifty. Okay. 
See, that's not that bad. That's not that bad, but <clears throat> get this. Like, okay, it's 50. Yeah. The pre-cons from before, they used to be up to 40 bucks. Now they're slowly climbing up. I know yeah, for like the... They used to be 20. Used to be. But now they're going up. Now they're going up. Now, even Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gates, the pre-cons are 50 bucks. Just like Nika Penna, but... Um, do you feel, in your personal opinion, that they are worth it? Are they worth it to actually go out and cop for like the cards that are inside, or do you feel like maybe it's just a better idea to just buy the singles? So, I, okay, I'm glad that you worded the question like that. So the thing is that we won't obviously know until we actually get to um, the point where they will reveal what's inside the precon, right? Right. Now, let's look at the previous sets precons that have recently dropped. We had. Um, Innistrad, Crimson Vow precons, <laughs> uh, Kamigawa, and then Streets of New Capenna, if I'm not missing anything. Yeah. If if we look at um, Crimson Vow, okay. we had uh, Millicent and we had Strafon. Strafon was kind of powerful. Um, it was, oh, it yeah. was slow, but it was a little powerful. It had mm-hmm. more money value in it than the precon was worth. Yeah. So like you spend 40, get the deck. In that deck, there's more than $40 worth of cards, not including lands. That's where we, like, gauge everything. And I get the same sort of, like, idea from the command zone. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, the command zone, where they will, like, budge and everything. The two cheapest pre-con decks that were ever released was Millicent from uh, Crimson Vow. Yeah. And um, Shorikai from... Kamigawa. Really? Those two were the cheapest precons ever printed because the value is so low. It's mm-hmm. it's Azorius Spirits and it's vehicles. Vehicles are never expensive. Right. And you know, Azorius Spirits, they're just token generators, it's not that big. As but far... I feel like I but but to be fair though, I feel like between those two decks, the Spirit Squadron and then the uh the uh, Vampire Bloodline, the Spirit Squadron, I feel like, was the better pre-con. Oh my god, hands down. No, like, Spirit Squadron was incredibly powerful, but when we're, like, I'm just looking at the, the actual value of the cards that are in the, the pre-con, right? Okay, right, I get you. Now, whether the deck's good or not, like, you know, there's budget decks out there, like, my, uh, my Olivia was built off of a $50 budget deck with just a few other cards i added in there to make it even better right so you know like the the deck can do good the deck can do work but it's just about the actual like profit that's within the the deck that's you know given to you out of the box right um i like the commanders i like what they're going for um i don't know how i'm gonna feel about the party mechanic one I don't know if it's going to be fast enough to like kind of keep up. Yeah. But I'm I'm really excited to see what they look like. If the decks are $50, I think it's going to be worth it as long as they put a little bit more spice in there. Oh, of course. Yeah. So so you don't really feel that uh that the the uh the dungeon mechanic is going to be that good? Um they need a lot of support to make it powerful it's a it's a good mechanic on paper it's not yeah see i don't know like i i want to disagree because i feel like when i played the 
when I played my uh, Sephiroth deck, I yeah. feel like it, it was just good, and not and not be cocky, not you know trying to be cocky or anything like that, but like <clears throat> if I'm being honest with myself, I never saw anybody else play it um, well. But you know, I mean, you're you're a witness to it. I would play it, and I would just flood the board with value, and just ream through dungeons like the, like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, and the thing with it though is that like it does slow it down just a tiny bit. Now you had to get so many more creatures on the board for things to start happening. I mm-hmm. would like to see it more as artifacts or enchantments, not creatures. Now, I get what you're saying. Now with Sephiroth though, her her whole thing is creatures getting brought back from the from the from the yard. Yeah. So you know that's that's great. It kind of fits her theme. Just add some more stuff to where maybe you can double venture instead of single ventures and doubling the effects on the single ventures oh i see what you're saying that way you can complete dungeons faster and even with those room doublers you still get double the value for each room that you go into yeah but now if we can just venture in a little faster we'll be able to get a lot more happening completing dungeons a lot quicker the whole new um was it undercity thing is freaking cool yeah See, like, and even and even then, like the the one the card you send me the spoiler, which is yeah. the dungeon the background dungeon delver commander creatures you own have room abilities of dungeons you own trigger an additional time. Mm-hmm. That's fucking great. That means that literally we'll be able with um what's her name the the Azorius legendary creature that literally has the same effect. Um, I don't I don't remember her name. Yeah, but you know who I'm talking about. She. Like her, like with her and that on the board, you, your rooms will addition, your rooms will pretty much pop off three times. Oh yeah, then you know, then that, that's the thing. Like that has a lot of support, and that's awesome. That's great. Like being able yeah. to scry and deal damage and draw, like that's fucking awesome, right? Yeah. The only issue is that you basically get one room or maybe two, three at the absolute max a turn. Yeah. So what if you could complete an entire dungeon in one turn? That would be that would be a pretty ton, powerful. Actually, it's a ton of value. Yeah, and there is a, a win con within the um, Sephiroth deck. It's actually Demir. I think is all you need. Mm-hmm. Um, Rooftop Storm or, or something like that states you could play a zombie from your hand for free, and then if you play uh, Acerac from the the Dungeons and Dragons original set. If you haven't completed uh, Tomb of Annihilation, when yeah. it ETBs, you venture the dungeon, and then it goes back to your hand. So oh. essentially, you could just keep playing it and just keep going through other dungeons, draining everybody, drawing cards, scrying, creating goblins, do all these other things. It just don't go through Tomb of Annihilation, and mm-hmm. you win the game. Right. So like, there's there's ways of that, but that shouldn't be the only option. Yeah. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. So, in other words, you are. I'm. I'm assuming you as a as a D and D player, you're very excited for Baldur's Gates, right? I am. No, I, I mean it's not even like as like a D and D player. I'm just excited to see the other mechanics. Like I love the venture mechanic. I, mm-hmm. I want to see it do more. I don't play it myself, but like watching you play it, I would love for that deck to pop off even harder. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. There's times where you take over. But then it's like the, <laughs> the closing the game thing is where like I want to see more from the dungeon mechanic. Yeah. Um, no, I know how you feel. But I know what you mean because like there are 
I will say that much where it's like, I'll be able to get so much out of the graveyard. You know, recursion is like the name of the game and I'll, I'll flood the board with like zombies and treasure tokens and all that other good stuff. And then there's a board wipe or I just can't end the game. I have the value engine, but I just cannot end the game. And that is the irritating thing. Like if, um, like cut, right. getting out of a board wipe, that's like, it takes forever to build back up. Right. And I mean, that's natural in a lot of decks and you play blue. So like you can just counter everything out, but like that shouldn't have to be your only reason. Where's yeah. the, like the beat sticks. Right. Right. You know, everything I mean? you you're... get like either a one, one goblin or a two, two little zombie. But like the biggest beat stick I had in that deck, I think was sun Titan, which is a six, six. Right. I feel like you should have something where it gets even stronger per dungeon you completed. Yeah, that would be actually pretty cool. <laughs> that, that, that would make things a threat late game. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Everything becomes kill. Like, everything's a fucking lethal at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, I feel like something like that's going to happen with the party time uh, pre-con. I'm looking at the pre-cons right now, and I figure I'll just go ahead and go through each one of them and see, yes. like, if I could make a prediction on which ones would be worth it and which ones wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, what is it, Orzov party time. Yeah, so it's looking like it's party mechanics, um, which is what rogue, wizard, warrior, uh, cleric. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you have those creatures, or you know, these things happen, or this costs less for X in your party, or or things of that nature, it, it's probably going to be a little controlly, I think, and more token focused. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that strong. You don't think so? I really don't. I feel like there's going to be some cool staples, but I don't see it being that strong. Um, then we have the whole uh, Mind Flayers, the Demir uh, Horror Mill deck. That looks a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that's absolutely the one I'm going to get. Of course you but I, I, Yeah, because I'm a degenerate. <laughs> You're a degenerate, yeah. <laughs> Literally like... Conrad and Minecraft are going in it. <laughs> We were driving home uh, from dinner, and like my wife goes, "Oh yeah, no, you gotta talk. You gotta call Squat." And I was like, "You mean Scott?" She's like, "Yes, that's exactly what I meant, Scott." So I was like, oh, "Okay, official new nickname for Scott, Squat." squat. And you're just gonna squat in everybody's <laughs> face and be a degenerate. That's only. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but yeah, no, like, like I, I feel like it could be a good deck. Uh, yeah. One thing that I think is interesting is that I looked at the face commander and I cannot, for the life of me, pronounce its name. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt it. Um, I can't even find the face commander for this one, dude. It's I'll I'll send it to you later. I cannot mm-hmm. I cannot announce that name. I'm not going to even try to on camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, it states that when you attack, or it's either when you attack or it's when you deal combat damage with a horror the opponent mills that many cards. So it immediately gives me flashbacks to Anawan with his rogues. Yeah. And the oh. cool thing with him and what makes things different this time is that I can take a creature or an artifact from that player's discard pile that was discarded this turn and play it. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's without mana cost or not. But right. a, a theft mill deck like that always piqued my interest and i've played both mill and i've played theft and they both were like very 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 fun decks of mine but i never mixed the two worlds together and i also wanted to play um umbrus so i'm like yo this is 
So what I'm hearing from this is that you want to lose your friends. I don't know what friends are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, and that, that's, that's a good thing to bring up because Prof just made a video talking about, like, should you go easy on Commander games and stuff like that for, like, the sake of the game and things. And you and me have had that conversation where we'll, like, back the fuck off to let somebody, like, pop off if they want to or if it's going to be fucking dope, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it was like me wanting to build Xander for a moment. Like for a little moment, I wanted to do it only because I wanted to play Mill. That's the only yeah. reason. So just a quick, just a quick rundown because I, I haven't watched the video. But what did, what what did he basically say? Uh, he was just talking about uh, another person who was playing the game, and and the rough gist of the thing was no, you don't go easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you don't go easy in the gameplay. You go easy in the deck construction. So instead of putting you know, seven win cons in a single deck, I'm probably only going to put like one or I'm sorry, uh, seven infinite combos. I'm only going to put like one combo in there that right. if I get it, I get it. Yeah. Um, See, and that's, and, and, and that's one thing that I, I feel like I've always done. Like not to, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but like, it's, <laughs> but like, I mean, all of my decks, like they're just janky decks. Like, uh, like one of the, one of the games that we recorded, um, it's not out yet, but it's Ooh, inside um, scoop. Yeah, but it's one of the Ooh. games that we recorded. I played with a uh, Takano, which is a, a mono white samurai. It's just Bushido samurais, mm. and yeah, see, and like there was, there's no infinite win cons. There's no uh, janky combos. It's literally just beefy samurais and anthems. And if you attack me, yeah. I've got Bushido to like defend me. But if I attack, I've got Bushido to like to be offensive as well. And and again, that deck was. 40 bucks dude not even lying it was like 40 dollars super cheap um yeah. and i felt like it, it was holding its own with like a live with olivia which is your deck or not i'm sorry it wasn't olivia it no was, no uh, it wasn't in the olivia pod i was playing, no uh, it was uh oh my god what was i playing i forgot you were playing i know uh on helo it was on helo there you go that's right you had on helo upgraded and then joe had his uh is a rock cleaver zombie deck, which was yeah. again like very upgraded. So it, it, I felt like it was able to do to keep up with it and like even be the problem of the table. Yeah, like without going into spoilers and explaining like what happened in the game, I I will tell you right now that when we started, I did not expect that deck to to go how it did. Yeah, it, I, I was it, very proud of that. I was very proud of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's one thing <laughs> I have to honest. say. Like. I have to take a moment and shout you out because like one thing I've always noticed about your playstyle and deck building and everything mm-hmm. that you have as far as creativity to this game, you have the the jankiest shit and make it fucking work <laughs> every single time. And if I try it, I can't make it happen. No matter what the fuck I do, I can't make it happen. But you do, like you, you make it fucking work. See, and that's one thing I, I always told uh, Rose is that my wife is a, uh, when when we used to play card five vanguard that's literally what i always tried to do was like i would take the um the grade threes in the game that like nobody thought would work they're like ah these grade threes are trash and i would always grab them and go no there's a way to make these work i know there is and i would and like and, yeah. and she's a uh a, she's a witness to this as well as all of my other vanguard friends is that i wouldn't make those quote-unquote garbage grade threes work because i like that challenge I like the challenge of like seeing a crappy card and go, I feel like I can make that work. I feel like somehow I can make that a problem. Right. And I mean, the difference between Vanguard and Magic is like, 
Vanguard is extremely linear. Yes, hundred percent. That that is something I've re- recently realized when I when I really got into Magic, mm-hmm. and I'm talking like really got into Magic, and it <laughs> happened around the time I built like Blood Avatar. That's when. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> that was that was the change. You you came out of your little cocoon into a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember the first fucking not to interrupt your story. I just I have to say this. I remember the first fucking time you brought Blood Avatar when you told me like, yeah, I'm gonna play, make Blood Avatar. This combo is gonna be cool, and I was like, neat, cool, all right. Like <laughs> we'll see how that goes. The first fucking game, dude, my jaw just dropped. Like, all right, I'm gonna make a copy of this. And then a copy of this. And I'm gonna swing, and everybody's gonna lose like 32 damage at once. I'm like, what the fuck? How? <laughs> Holy what, shit! What happened? Like, yeah, what happened? And immediately, I just saw the glow in your eyes. Like, I am a god. Like, <laughs> hold on. I, I didn't even. I didn't. I don't remember. I think you guys talked about this on a previous episode. Yeah. How long does it normally take you to build a deck? Um. Yeah. So, with me personally. Oh, man, um, it takes Lance like a while, doesn't he? Because he like he he'll work on it, set it down, then work on it, set it down, and then just keep going like that. Exactly, and then it depends if he has to order cards from like uh, TCG player sponsor, by the way, or um, <laughs> or, or Power. Click the link in the show notes. <laughs> Click the link in the show notes right now. Um, and um, and then with Rose, Rose, it takes like if she just sits down and focuses on the on the deck building, it takes her about yeah. two to three hours. Um, How long does it take you? With me, honestly, dude, like I could build a deck in like an hour, and that's not oh. that's including like sleeping. Must be fucking nice. Um. I see, <laughs> yeah. it, but here's the here's my process though, and here's why. It's because when I see a commander or commanders, if it's a partner, like I look at it and go, I think I know what I want. So I'll look through all of my bulk, and majority of the time I have everything I need. And if I don't, like I'll just either order it. I'll be like, eh, I don't need it. I'm gonna test it anyway, and then if it works, then I'll order the cards. But um, I already have an idea of what I want and the cards that I want in there. And then I just add, like, if I'm being honest, I add very janky shit. Like, like yeah. stuff where I go, this isn't going to make an infinite combo, but it's going to make someone go, what the fuck? Why is that in the deck? And that, that's, that's literally my whole process to it. <laughs> See, that shit took me three fucking days. to What? Work. I went on EDH Rec to find their recommend, like, or like the average deck breakdown to yeah. know how many of what is in there and i i went off that as my template and then i went through all their top recommended cards uh the top cards all the creature cards the instant uh-huh. sources and i would write those fuckers down anything that piqued my interest write yeah. it down you know number them one through you know whatever and then start going through and sorting them into what do they do is this a token generator is this a uh damage buffer uh sack outlet like yeah all that kind of shit literally took me three days yeah no it's 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 uh it, to me it's just a fun process like honestly like i'll if i'm bored i'll look through all of my bulk and uh and i'll just be like oh i'm gonna try this out this looks like fun and then if yeah. most of the time it won't work but it is what it is <laughs> you know that time that thing was no <laughs> i won't i won't do deck building like that anymore <laughs> um i've gotten better to the point where i can start doing it faster so. yeah yeah i know um, i gotta i gotta be really in the zone to be able to like go and just be like ah, eh, fuck it i'll do it you know yeah it, 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 i mean olivia yeah. was somewhat net decked mm-hmm. i knew what i wanted to do with her and i knew cards that i wanted to put in i just needed a better structure of the deck and so i i actually went to mitch from the um 
Commanders quarters. quarters. Yeah, I got his deck list that he posted and and bought that and then upgraded it. Mm. So that's that's how mommy was born. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but yeah, we're going back to going back to the commander decks real quick. So yeah. I know we talked about the mind flares. The other one that came out is the Draconic Descent. It's an is it uh, why it's a red and blue. I yeah. kind of going off of your guess. I feel like it's going to be a typical like Niv Mizzet deck where it's just spell slinger but with dragons. It's goad. Is it? It's goad focused. Oh, with is it dragons, dude? It's probably going to be the strongest fucking deck, bro. It's is it. Oh my god, that's gonna suck. It looks fun. It looks fun because I've I've wanted to kind of play around with Goad and see mm-hmm. like what I can do. Um, I've watched Lucas, or I'm sorry, it's not Lucas. Oh my god, who's the actual the Innistrad uh, secret layers that came out in New Capenna? The um, is it one that taps, sacrifice an artifact, go to creature? I've watched decks kind of do work with that card. Uh huh. Huh. I'm I'm excited to see this deck actually. Uh, it might be my secondary I pick up. Goading the goading mechanic, I feel, is getting a lot more love lately, and I it really is. And it's and it's something that like a lot of people kind of overlook. I feel because goading works, man. Dude, it's Go- it's yeah. like manipulation of politics, basically. Exactly, goading is amazing. It's like yeah, your your creature is gonna get plus two plus two, but you gotta attack somebody, and it can't be me. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's my my awesome. uh, my homeboy. Um, Ryan, he has a Shadrix deck uh-huh. that it's Shadrix Silver Quill, so obviously it's it's political. But yeah. his Shadrix can give like plus one to all creatures or whatever, and he'll set a bunch of creatures where, like, you can't attack him if you have plus one plus one counters. Hell yeah! So it's like he poisoned the water supply, but gave you water. <laughs> <laughs> so then you kill everybody off, and then by that time, like he's already set up for success, and he's just gonna stomp out. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just ready to he's just ready to kill pretty much. And then speaking of stomping out, uh, the last one we have is Exit from Exile. Mm-hmm. It's um, oh god, what is that? Gruel? Is that what it's called? Yes, Gruel. Yeah, yeah, it's a Gruel deck. It, it looks like it creates a bunch of wolves, but I don't see that one doing a whole lot of work. No. It's go- it looks like it's going back to the whole exiling thing and playing casting things from exile. So yeah. it I mean it has had a lot of support, especially in red. So that might be that might be pretty good, but with upgrades. You know what I mean? Yeah, like out of box, I don't see it being like crazy. No. But I mean, hey, Prosper <clears throat> was pretty strong. Prosper was very fucking strong. And that so, was that one hit hit it out of the park and nobody expected that at all. Yeah, who knows, honestly. I mean, if obviously these are going to come with a bunch of new cards, right? Of so course. I'm curious how these cards are going to um step up to what we currently have that'll assist each of the decks and stuff like that. Yeah. So, no, pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. So, real quick before we go, um I got to ask, man. I got to ask the Everybody saw the Warhammer pre-cons coming out. Um, I just pulled them up. <laughs> yep, like, hey, we got to talk about it, dude. We got to talk about it. How is it, how do you feel about, like, just not even the price, just the fact that, like, one is, you know, $60, going from 50 bucks to a whole t- whopping $10, $60, mm-hmm. and then you have the option of going to get the collector's edition for $150. Okay, well, I mean, do you want me to be honest as far as the price goes? 
Go for it. Yeah, that's what we want to be in the show. So when we look at what has happened with secret layers, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm gonna say that I'm kind of neutral about this. Okay, but I'll, I'll I'll give a reasoning here in a second. If this is the the gold standard moving forward, bullshit. But if we look at the option of you have the choice if you want to spend ten dollars more for this regular precon or if you want to spend the extra one hundred for the collectors, you make that decision that you're buying that collectors for that much, right? Yeah. Same thing as when the uh, Walking Dead secret layer came out, and those were exclusive cards that were never reprinted ever again. You made mm-hmm. the decision to miss the drop or to buy the drop, whether or not it's fair. You made the decision, right? True. It's still available somewhere. You can still go buy them if you really needed to. They weren't groundbreaking cards. Now, if we look at the results of how the fan base and the community reacted to that secret layer drop, then you get what's what uh, Stranger Things happened, where it was a limited time secret layer with special arts or whatever, which is still their universes beyond kind of thing they were talking about. Yeah. But later on, like, what six months later they ended up getting them reprinted in the actual set and they're not hard to get and they're dirt cheap it actually made the secret layer cheaper too right so So then so then it wasn't kind of i mean maybe if you're a fan of stranger things of course it's still worth it but like if you're not a fan of stranger then it's not worth it but buying it because it's a quote-unquote exclusive thing like you don't think that it'd be no no no, that wouldn't be the thing but i think these warhammer decks are their own thing i don't think they're reprinted things they're their own entity so looking at it like that i i think i'm I'm a little torn because then that's like if they're unique and they're making them more expensive because they're trying to cater to the warhammer fans right why is that going to hurt the magic fans which is the ones that matter right now you're adding more people to the family and i get it but like another one of my my best friends just started playing Magic, and he is a huge Warhammer fan. Oh, he so you already know. Yeah. Oh, dude, he got super excited. Immediately got super excited for the um. Oh, I don't have the name of it, but the uh the green, blue, red one. The weird the... alien xenomorph looking thing. Oh, bro, that one looks really cool. Ty- Tyrant. Oh God, I can't fucking. Yeah, ty- Tyranoid Tyranid, Tyranid Swarm. Yeah, that that yeah. looks pretty boss. So I'm not even gonna lie. Like the art on it looks pretty fucking cool. If I'm Hell yeah. being honest. Hell yeah. So he let me in on a little insight. Those guys work like termites. So imagine tons of swarming. That's exactly what it's gonna be. Is is a bunch of tokens, uh, swarming. It's it's gonna probably have a little bit of control in the yeah. lore that they work on disabling communications and stuff. So. Uh, lots of countering, um, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But, um, you know, yeah. if, if, if we look at like commander decks in the future, like hypothetically, if we were looking at commander legends, the Boulder's Gate decks, if they yeah. had a collector's editions and it was regular ones, I'd be 100% cool with it. Right. You make the decision. Like if you want to buy the collectors, you don't get anything different. You just get the special cards because I think it's alternate arts, uh, more hollows. So you get more Pringles. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> But if <coughs> we look at a deck that, hey, we're going to release this Destiny 2-style commander deck, which first off, if it that ever was happened... Next, that was my next question. Like, <laughs> that's my next question, though, is like, if, let's say the, the roles were switched, and it's like, uh, Wizards of the Coast said, okay, what's something that you really like? Destiny, for an example. We're going to release four 
Destiny themed pre cons, and it's the same thing. One of them is sixty bucks for regular, and then one hundred and fifty for the collectors. And here's here's the devil's advocate. You want me to be honest with you? Yeah, I would probably look at a collectors, but, keep but because in mind, you're a though, fan, I literally have a Destiny tattoo. Right, and so do I. So it's like it's it. I, I guess it is that it it's not that big. it's not a bait and switch. What is the word? It's just a it's just a hook. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to catch those fish. They're trying to catch those Warhammer fish to come over and try to play magic, which is fucking cool. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's like, good Lord. Like, you know that those guys are going to buy these decks. Now, here's the question though. Mm -hmm. If they made them $60 and these were the most expensive commander decks, and I'm talking the cards that they released, the reprints that were styled for Warhammer were Mm -hmm. fucking powerful and made them more expensive than all the other commander decks. Is it worth it? Hell yeah. So do you think it's it then becomes more pay to win for the beginners? I so this, this the, the game kind of is pay to win to a degree now because you know you pay for the better cards, you get the better cards, but it is definitely skill based. Of course, because I mean, let's be honest. Like we in in our in our table, we've seen the jankiest decks win sometimes. Um, yeah, we've watched they, you kick her ass. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie. Like some some of my decks don't have tutors. They don't have any of the expensive cards. And, and I've mopped the floor with all you guys before, um, not in a cocky way, but it it can <laughs> it can happen. So yeah. I don't feel like it's like Yu-Gi-Oh, where it's like there's that that wall that you must break uh, dollar-wise to be able to even compete or to keep up. Um, but stuff like this, like, I, I don't know, man. See, here's the thing, to, in my personal opinion. Um, like, anonymous user, 6969420, that dude will go and every single set, he'll buy every pre-con that comes out for that set. Not for the pre-con itself, but for the cards in it, because it is a lot cheaper to get those cards as a uh, yeah as a fifty dollar exactly as a fifty dollar instead of like singles, which is pretty smart. And in this case, I feel like maybe for the like veteran Magic fans, if the reprints are powerful and they're good, like just just to out of the out of the blue, say they reprinted um uh oh god, what the hell is it called? It's the free counter if you have your commander on the field. Uh, was that packed in negation or something like that, or force negation? No, 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 no. It's like um. Oh, I know, God. I know what you're talking yeah, about. I yeah, just yeah. can't remember the name. I can't remember the name either, but it's like um. That's from, an expensive from card. My, this peasant doesn't Korea. know about those. Yeah, from my Korea, it's um fierce guardianship. Oh, thank you. Anyway, yeah. Go. So, like, if fierce guardianship was reprinted in one of these, I'm oh I'm gonna God. I'm picking one up a hundred percent. Oh my god, I might get two. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, dude, like sixty dollars, and yes, the the fierce guardianship itself is like forty, fifty bucks. The deck is sixty dollars, but like, there's a ton of other pre- reprints, I'm sure, in the deck. So, like, of course, the value is there. Um, yeah, fabricate's getting reprinted. Now, that's not a super expensive card, but that's that's a card that hasn't been put in a precon, I don't think ever. Yeah, no, yeah, it's 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 um it's the value. You're looking for the value, and. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's going to be paid to win now. I just feel like it's more of, um, do you want the deck for like personal reasons? Like I love Warhammer, so I'm keeping it as is. Or do you want it because of the reprints on the inside? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like a secret layer commander deck if you can think about it that way. 
Yeah, because they haven't said that they're going to come out with like any like packs or nothing like that, right? Any booster sets for this? To my knowledge, no. But on the pre-cons, it does state like universes beyond. So I don't know what... I thought the universes beyond was literally the secret layers. I didn't know that that was a whole other thing that was coming. Yeah, so here's what, what I thought universes beyond was. Universes beyond is supposed to be... Um, like I don't want to say pop culture, but it's it's kind of like that. Where it's like popular things that are, are that they're trying to implement into the magic universe, saying yes, it exists in this universe. Case in point, Warhammer and the um, the Lord the Lord D of course, and the Lord of the Rings. They're adding uh, the Lord of the Rings to this. So, but I think this okay. is, I think that's next year. So I feel like they're using literally the universes beyond to be able to pull from like pop culture Other, and be like uh, was yeah. that IEPs or something like that exactly so they're able to be like oh look this is in the universe too it's just beyond our universe and, and which to me it's pretty fucking cool like if they told me like oh yeah we're releasing a, a Naruto precon bro like I'm I know you realize how fast I would get bought out a hundred percent I would not oh my so God. hard like I seriously if they told me like there's an Uchiha uh Uchiha precon Uzumaki precon Hatake precon, bro. I get all of them. I just and not even no for the perfect. yeah, like I get all of them in a heartbeat because it's like I'm a huge Naruto fan. Um, but it, yeah, I feel like Universe Beyond is going to be really, really cool to like you know bring in other pop culture stuff to the Magic Universe. So, so what you're, yo? What if there was Marvel though? <laughs> I don't know. If they, saying. Do you think they could afford the licensing though? No, not really. Actually, because. They, doesn't Marvel already have their own card game? Um, I, I mean, I think they have other stuff like that, but do you think it's going to clash like that? Mm. I, what is? That's hard, man. That's what hard. Is? I can Look, see... I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. saying. <laughs> I could <laughs> see, like... You know what I could see? And, and this is, like... like this is actually kind of cool. I could see them doing, like, a, a, a cartoon universe. Dude, I would love to see Mickey Mouse beat the fucking shit out of an Ur Dragon. <laughs> like, even if it's like not Mickey Mouse, I mean like cartoon, like Popeye, Bugs Bunny, Yosemite, Popeye Sam. Voltron. Popeye, Popeye Voltron. Voltron, bro. Like that would be so fucking cool. Like imagine that like Popeye, he'd be like a blue, white, green. Um you you if you equip him, he gets like plus two, plus two or something. That's like him eating the spinach. Like, <laughs> like, and he just gets beefier an beefier, <laughs> You make Bugs a spinach token, like. <laughs> but well, what what if I make what? But what if we take Queen right now? We take Queen and just fucking proxy him into Bugs Bunny, bro. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. Has, has turns a fucking gruel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, man, this is a um, this. Um, I, I I do feel not weird about the precons. I feel a little weird about the collectors booster, but I can see why they did it. I see they, it's for the the hardcore fans that just want it shiny. Which not, again, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm looking more the the collectors. Yeah, the collectors uh, precons. Um, but I'm looking more at Baldur's Gates, man. Baldur's Gates is going to be really really fun. Oh, I'm so much more excited for Baldur's Gate. Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, but that about wraps it up, you guys. Um, 
tell us down below in the questionnaire, what are you more excited for? Are you excited for the Warhammer pre-con because you are a Warhammer fan? Um, are you looking to get the collector's booster or the collector's pre-con from Warhammer? Or are you just really excited for Baldur's Gate, uh, trying to get that new um, boo token where you can eat boo or toss it at somebody? I don't know, like the, the planeswalker guy. Having gerbils eat asses. That's all I'm doing with Boo. <laughs> God, well, that wraps it up, you guys. Um, have a wonderful weekend. This has been one of your hosts, Sonny. And this is Scotty BMTG back, your favorite delinquent. Your favorite delinquent. And we will see you here next week. Peace out, you guys. Later, guys. Later, guys.